Sit Still with Sierra is all about helping you, the listener, become a more introspective, self-aware version of you. I'm your host, Sierra Lyons, and thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. What is up, everybody? How are you doing? I hope you're having a great morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this, and I hope that you are staying safe during this time. I have definitely had a very good week so far. I've been pretty productive. I must say so myself. I am getting adjusted again to being back at my university um, in a different city, and I think I'm adapting pretty well. I have been super busy, but I always have to make time for one of my favorite things that I do, which is my podcast, and I am really proud of myself, if I must brag a little bit um, on myself, that I've been very consistent with this since I believe May of 2020 is when I launched this. So if you're just now listening for the first time, you have about 18 episodes before this that you can go stream and catch up on, but I've been doing this consistently for almost a year, almost there, and I am proud of myself, and I'm excited for today's topic, and so let's just dive right in. But before we do, of course, if you are already following the podcast on Instagram and Facebook, make sure you follow at Sit Still with Sierra. This is where you'll get updates, you'll get, you know, kind of the inside scoop on what's coming next before it happens. So make sure you're following and that's always an awesome platform, platforms to support the podcast on as well as leave a rating on Apple Podcasts if you're listening there. I look at my analytics. I see that the majority of you listen on Apple Podcasts, so that's pretty awesome. So if you would like to, leave me a rating to let me know how you're liking it and what I could maybe do to improve or what you like and what needs to stay consistent. Okay, so episode 19, we are talking about toxic positivity culture today, and I can't wait to dive into this. Um, And I'm realizing that not everyone puts labels on things, but I'm pretty sure the majority of you will know what I'm talking about. You may just not know or call it this. So I am excited to talk about this, but if you missed episode 18, make sure you go back and listen to that as well. In that episode, I talked about imposter syndrome, and you may not call it that either. You may not necessarily know the label for it, but it's a really great episode, and I hope that you guys will go back and listen if you haven't because it's a really important topic, and I give you my own little tips on how to overcome imposter syndrome. So make sure you go back and listen to that. Now, I just want to start off by saying that I'm currently fasting. I do a fast um, every single year. Um, A lot of churches in my hometown do this. It's called Pray for Pensacola, but I'm currently fasting, um, and we always do it at the beginning of the year, and so I'm fasting social media right now, and I just wanted to give a little plug because I am so happy, you guys. I think, or I don't think, I know that a huge part of why I was so productive this week is because I am not on social media. The fast is for 40 days, and so we started this last Sunday, and I already feel like my mental health is so much better, and I just have so much more time. Um, my my Wednesday was awesome. I woke up early naturally on my own because I was not scrolling on social media the night before into the wee hours of the night. So I was able to just like naturally wake up and just feel so good that I just got up. Uh, I woke up at eight naturally on my own and I went for a bike ride at a local park um, where I am. And it was just so nice to actually feel like a whole human being when I woke up and not like I was 
like still half asleep or like I took Z-Quil the night before or something from always being on my phone and being tired. So I am having a great time not being on social media. 10 out of 10, highly recommend. I am reading more, I'm outside, I have more time to just sit and just think. I can do whatever I want really because I didn't realize how many hours a day I was spending on social media and how it was basically ruling my life. So I'm doing great, but that is actually the perfect segue into the topic of toxic positivity culture because I think that um, toxic positivity culture was definitely heightened when we introduced you know youtube into the mix or facebook instagram twitter all the social media platforms basically um, where you are able to post your life or a version of your life i should say um, but this is definitely where it was heightened um, and the status quo was perpetuated there to post only positivity and only be a happy human 100 percent of the time and lie to yourself and tell yourself that you are doing a-okay 100% of the time, even though you're not actually doing so. So if you're still confused, toxic positivity culture is just, you know, keeping up this lie that you are okay, that everything is fine, even when it's not, that you must always be happy, you must always have everything together, because you have to be a positive person. And so it's called toxic positivity culture because while you, it's nice to be a positive human, it's also nice to realize that you are a human and you have an array of emotions and life happens and things happen and you're not always going to be happy or positive 100% of the time. So there is a danger with pretending to be happy 100% of the time when you're really not. So that's what we're breaking down in this episode today. And I definitely have fallen prey to this toxic positivity culture more than once. But I have definitely over the past, um, I feel like it's over six months, maybe close to a year now, I've definitely taken back my social media like when I do post. Um, I don't post as often as I used to when I first got it. I used to post like all the time. But I've definitely taken back my platforms and... I'm like, wow, I'm a journalist. I love to write. So why am I writing these captions that are just so robotic and just so fake and don't really show who I am or what I'm currently going through? Like, it'll be a picture of me smiling and it'll just be like this quirky little caption. And then one day it occurred to me, I love to write. Why not use the caption for this photo or for this post to actually communicate like a real human being? So... Like I said, I've definitely fallen prey to this, but if you have fallen prey to this as well, maybe online, maybe at work, school, wherever you may be, you know, in the public eye, then this episode is definitely for you, and we are going to get through this together. We are going to overcome this toxic positivity culture. So, a good question that I asked myself when I was thinking about, you know, this episode and just brainstorming is... Who am I in my most comfortable state? Okay, like um, when I am maybe at home is where I feel most comfortable. When I am eating a really good meal or when I'm around my super close friends that I can talk to about anything. Like when I'm in my most comfortable state, who am I? And so who I am in those moments if something, you know, bad happens or if something negative happens is that I'm a human who expresses my disappointment. I'm a human that expresses my discontentment. I'm a human who may cry um, in the privacy and the comfortability of my environment if I'm going through something or if something happened 
or if I'm unhappy, I allow myself to feel all of those emotions. And so I want to ask you, who are you in your most comfortable state? Are you this robot who <laughs> only is happy, 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 smiley, smiley, smiley? Now, I'm not saying that positive people don't exist. I would like to think that I'm actually a very positive person. I don't go around just being like, oh, life sucks, like writing on people's parade. I would like to think that I'm a very positive person. However, being a positive person doesn't mean that you don't ever have moments of other emotions. And so I want to ask you, you can pause this if you need to, or you can come back and circle back again to it. Who are you in your most comfortable state? Now, once you have some illustration or you've solidified in your head who you are when you're most comfortable, I want to ask, why can we never show that side of us, maybe online, maybe in a certain environment? Uh, why are we afraid of showing that side? Why don't we allow ourselves sometimes to allow our emotions to be on full display? Now, again, don't get me wrong. I think there is a time and a place Obviously, there is some level of professionalism that you have to maintain at your job. So I'm not telling you to necessarily like, oh, be angry and just slam all your work stuff on the ground at work. But what I am saying is that, yes, professionalism, which, you know, if you were to sit down a panel of Gen Zers and ask them about professionalism, they would all say um, that it is a social construct that must be destroyed and eliminated from our present society. But I think that there is a spectrum that professionalism is on. I think that professionalism is necessary in certain places and environments. But I think that we have allowed professionalism, quote unquote, to go too far sometimes in the sense that people aren't allowed to slip up like ever in a corporate setting. It's like you must maintain this robotic working state. You can't deviate from that. And even in school settings, like, you can't mess up. You can't mess up. When you're in class, you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. Da, da, da. You're not allowed to be a full, full human. And again, don't get me wrong. There is a certain level of um, just basic decent behavior that you should maintain. Like I'm not telling you to just have a fit in the middle of class, even though when I used to have math classes, that would be me wanting to have a fit. Um, but I am saying that I think that we have gone a little bit too far into where now you can only be positive. You can only be positive. You can only be positive. And you're not allowed to express in a healthy way when you're not doing so hot and when you have an emotion other than happiness. And so that's why I think that this is toxic. That's why I didn't just put it as positivity culture. I think that this is at the end of the spectrum to where it's gone too far and where we act like we don't have other emotions. And so we've adapted or adopted these fake online personas on our social media platforms or we've adopted these fake personas in the workplace that it's like, wow, that's not even who I am. Like I'm not this person who just posts quirky, <laughs> quirky captions with photos. Like I actually love to have deep talks. I love to actually process my emotions when I'm going through something difficult. And I think that social media and YouTube has blurred those lines, unfortunately. Now, if you've listened to other episodes of the podcast, you probably think that I just absolutely hate social media, the way that I kind of blame it for a lot of our problems. And I don't, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I think that social media is what you make of it. So you can only follow people who post 
uplifting content. You can follow people who only post cooking videos if that's what you want. You can only follow like your 10 closest friends. So you can make it whatever you want to. Unfortunately, so many social media platforms is all about like how many followers can you get? How many likes can you get? How many retweets? How many um, can you go viral? Can you keep up with the trends? And so we're always trying to keep up with the Joneses on social media. And so it becomes less about us just sharing our life and more so just about staying up to date with whatever's trendy. And so most of the time, it's not really trending to express your emotions other than happiness. Like you wanna, you don't wanna come off as a dowdy person on social media. And so unfortunately, other emotions get put on the back burner. And so I kind of thought back to when I first joined Instagram, I was a little late to the game. I joined in, I think 2014, I wanna say 2013, 20, somewhere around there, either 13 or 14. I believe it was the end of 13, but for the longest I didn't have a social media and my friends would be like, create an account. And I'm like, mm, I don't really want to. And I didn't create a Facebook until 2016 or 2017. And I just wasn't interested in it. I only made one because I had to for this website that I was writing for. And that's the way that we shared our content. So didn't really have a choice but to create a Facebook. But I remember, like, I say back in the day, that was only, like, six years ago, seven years ago. Um, but I remember, like, the old Instagram post where people would just post literally whatever they were doing, whatever they were thinking. A picture of a water bottle, a picture of them in the car, a picture of them just doing really normal everyday things with everyday normal captions and as cringy as it may be to think back to it sometimes i really kind of just missed that online persona where we were just allowed to be ourselves we didn't have to have filtered photos we didn't have to have the perfect background the perfect lighting we didn't have to come up with these really trendy captions um, that was going to get a lot of clicks or comments we were just posting whatever was natural to us but then somewhere along the line that changed and we started having to make sure that everything was chiseled and perfect. And we weren't allowed to just post anything. We had to post positive, positive, positive things. And I never want my online presence or just like my, my natural like physical presence to be like this unobtainable, out of touch person who doesn't go through anything challenging. And so I think I, I, I would give my social media a grade B only because I'm just now starting to do this in the past year, but I would give it a B as far as like being open and honest um, about how I'm actually doing and not just posting positivity quotes, even though I'm having like a train wreck of a week. I think I've been pretty open and honest um, when, I, when I do post like about how I'm actually doing. So I talk a lot about my journey with self-esteem issues. I talk a lot about my relationship with God. I talk about sometimes struggling with balancing school and fearing, you know, life after graduation in the middle of a pandemic. I also talk about not wanting to go to school anymore after my bachelor's degree, even though people keep trying to tell me, oh, you seem like you would love to get your master's degree. No, I would not. Please stop trying to force me to. But I think I do a pretty swell job of like not just posting the highs and the highlight reels of my life, but also posting the lows. And that's not to say that, oh, if you're feeling depressed, you must post that. I just think that it would be more helpful um, for all of us across the board, not just one particular person. But it would be helpful for all of us if we just post it normally online and if we just act it normally in person. Like if you're not doing good, and someone's having a rough day, if someone comes into work and maybe they're having not the best day, 
let that be a normal thing. That doesn't have to be like, oh, she's she's terrible or he's a terrible employee because he's having a little bit of a rough day. But if they don't come in like smiling ear to ear and they aren't, you know, going up to everyone and talking, I think that that's okay. Because again, life happens and not every moment of our life is a positive moment. And so I think that if we just normalize emotions and normalize that life happens and sometimes it's not great, I feel like that will break the stigma of this toxic positivity culture. Now, I, you know, allowing humans to be humans is what I would say in regards to that. So I think what happens sometimes in life is that maybe in your childhood or maybe not to get all deep, but like there has to be a root cause of it is that somewhere along the line, we feel uncomfortable with expressing our emotions. And I just think that our society as a whole um, contributes to that. Like, for instance, men are stigmatized as you must be strong. You must be, um, you're not allowed to cry. Real men don't cry. Like, you know, things like that. Or if you're a woman, if you do show your emotions, you are ostracized. Oh, she's hormonal. Or, oh, she can't control her emotions. So right off the bat, I feel like on, you know, for every single person that, we're not allowed to freely express our emotions in society. And so that contributes to this toxic positivity culture to where it's like, you're only allowed to have one emotion. So get over it. If you are having a terrible day, pretend like you're not. If you really need to talk to someone about something, don't. Just put it away, put it in the back of your mind and act like it doesn't exist while you work your nine to five job or while you are at school or whatever the case may be. But I think that emotions are normal for one we all go through them and i think that we need to be a little more grace show each other a little bit more grace when someone's expressing an emotion other than happiness and to know that it's not a reflection of you um if someone is feeling a little bit angry or they're not in the best mood they're sad that doesn't mean they are angry with you or sad with you necessarily they may be going through something that you have no clue about and so i think that it's nice and i think that it's important to give people grace even with children i feel like sometimes we don't allow children to fully express their emotions because children are so new and fresh to the world that they're still learning like they're still learning about emotions in the first place like i um worked with four-year-olds for a couple years and um so I was like the after-school care teacher for K4 and I did like summer camp with four-year-olds and it's so amazing to see like on on one side you know people be like oh you know kids are crybabies because they're just crybabies but actually I find it something kind of beautiful in the fact that if they're having a rough moment they're not afraid to cry in front of people if they need help with something and they're frustrated they're not they're not afraid to express their emotions that's the biggest thing I will say about working with kids that I learned is that they are not they are not afraid to show their emotions. They will cry if they can't tie their shoe. They will cry if they didn't get to, you know, stay on the playground longer. Like, they will express their emotions. And yes, part of, like, growing up and learning about life is learning to get a hold of your emotions. But I still think that there's something that we can learn from children in the sense that they are not afraid to express themselves. And for the most part, other children don't judge them either. Like, if a kid cried because of something, Everybody didn't stop and point and look at them. It was actually very normal to all of them, uh, which, which in hindsight, I'm like, oh, wow, 
no one like made a huge deal for the most part that made a huge deal when another kid cried it was just normal like they're just having a rough moment so they're expressing how they feel by crying or they're having a rough moment so maybe they're just getting a little frustrated and angry but it was never from a place of like whoa what is this human doing like showing their emotions it was very it was very normal to those children so i think that that's actually a really good lesson that we could learn from kids is that no, I'm not saying if you can't open your pack of pens at work to start crying um, because I think you do have to learn a little bit of self-control. But what I'm saying is, is like normalize allowing people to show the full arsenal of emotions that they have um, other than happiness. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with crying if maybe you grew up in a household where you weren't allowed to cry or like, like I said, like real men don't cry if you ever heard that. Or if you're a woman and they're like, you can't cry because they'll chop it up to you just being hormonal. It's okay to cry. So all in all, I think the biggest weapon to combat this toxic positivity culture is to normalize emotions. I think that that is the lesson that we can take away from this whole thing is to just normalize emotions in general. And yes, that is a lot of work to undo because our society is so adamant in not expressing our emotions. But I think that a lot of um, a lot of the reason why people grow up to be like these humans that have all of this stuff bottled up inside of them and they're like kind of just machines going about their day is because we raise we grow up in our society and like year by year we learn that we can't express ourselves and that it's not okay to do so. Um, I don't want to have to only be in therapy where I can express myself. I would love it if I could express myself to my family, to my friends, in a healthy way. And I think that is another big key, is expressing yourself in a healthy way. Because I'm not telling you to throw tantrums. I'm not telling you to have fits of anger where you cause others bodily harm. I'm saying to healthily get rid of whatever emotion or feeling that you have within you. So I think that just going forward, if you can find people in your circle close to you, um, that you trust with your emotions that you can talk to, just try like once, just once. And it'll probably get easier the more you do it. Just once to express your emotion and to be really honest about how you're feeling. Um, I have really good friends to where I know that if I need to talk to them about something that's bothering me or if I'm going through something, I don't have to like come to them and be like, my day was perfect. How was your perfect day? I can be like, nope, I'm having a terrible day and I don't want to be you know, um, dowdy, but I do want to release this feeling and, you know, get over it. So I think that finding people that you trust in a safe space to release your emotions is really good and a way to process it. And if you need to take social media breaks because you're tired of seeing just positive, positive, positive highlight reels, then do that. But also remember that social media for the most part is not real life at all. And that is a lot of people's highlight reels and people go through rough days as well you're not the only one who has a rough day um if you feel comfortable with being honest and posting on social media like this is what i'm currently going through it's not easy but this is what i'm walking through then do that if you feel like that will help give you some sort of release in a healthy way all in all i just want us to be able to be more comfortable with expressing our emotions and not demonizing each other for and not demonizing each other for feeling something other than happiness. I hope this made sense. I hope that it was helpful. And I hope that we take little itty bitty steps each day to release this toxic positivity culture from our society and to get to a healthy place to where we can 
talk about our happiness, our sadness, and every emotion in between. If you enjoy this episode, make sure you recommend it to a friend, and you will hear me in two weeks on episode 20. Talk to you then. Bye!